Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast. I am your host, Little Zero, and I'm joined by Cursor Wabs. How's it going, Cursor Wabs? What's up? Yo, it's it's us, but backwards, and it's weird. I I, I guess backwards. <laughs> I don't know, Wabs. Do you for me to said first? <laughs> well, I just save the best for last. You know, I need the closer. Yeah, That's why I'm not last. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will first say in our hearts. All right. Yes, always first in our hearts. Um, I will say uh, maybe I'm just going to start right off the back with a couple of announcements, uh, real quick. The first of which, and I think Wabs and I have been. Well, I think I talked to Wabs about this a little bit, um, mm-hmm. mulling over the fact that I think I will have to miss three episodes. Is it three? Um, it is three episodes, I believe. Now, the way it's going to okay. work is so what we're going to do is next week, we're going to do the um, world's preview mm-hmm. uh, world's preview. Whoever's on the show, maybe we can get, you know, whoever we can get, we'll get and we'll do a world's preview next week um, for the three episodes, which I can't be there. I think the easiest way and I don't think people are going to be disappointed with this. I actually think for a lot of our newer listeners, this might be a, a good kind of uh, branch for them. Um, is I will be uh, putting up some of the mechanically mediocre episodes. Oh, that's such a good idea. Very poggers. That's awesome. Call a summer special and then just say like, or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'll be able to like set that up in motion. So I won't have to do anything while I'm gone. Are you uh, going to be censoring them? <laughs> no, I will just simply click the explicit tag. Uh, okay. and, and, smart. Smart. and run the ads and try to get, you know, Let's see what happens. Um, But uh, see what happens. See what happens. Uh, They haven't caught me yet. Um, (laughs) What I will say uh, is um, what I'll have the patrons do is I'll have them vote on which episodes they want. So I'm going to put up a thing. And I think I'm going to do one to nine because it's probably the easiest way to do it. And I'm just Mm going to like click, you know what I mean? Click all the reactions and then they (laughs) click the ones they want. And whatever three get the highest ones are going to be the ones that are posted. That will be in the um, t- patron Discord, I'm assuming. Yes, patron Discord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a patron and not in there, please make that a thing. Make that a thing. And if, if you want to send it to me separately, which one you like, you can also do that. That's all That's good. I, I just have a week. So make sure it's sent in this week so that I can uh, set that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so next week we're going to do a preview of Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But apart from that, uh, the, another thing is there will be a pre- Patreon revamp, um, mm-hmm. but that'll be happening next month uh if you want to subscribe just for this month to hear me talk about breath of the wild for an hour uh feel it's free good. uh <laughs> it's a fun uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's good there summarize what he talked about now you don't have to no <laughs> <laughs> you need nothing more <laughs> nothing more um so yeah there you go uh i think we can probably get to the main show um i i know there's like a couple topics i know we have a bunch of once again producer tim questions to get through mm-hmm, i think this mm-hmm. episode that we can definitely look at oh uh subtle hint uh voldemort or the voldemort of the asap weekly community he who, he who shall not be named mm-hmm. um has has been making some business of dealings uh, which may relate to our podcast Ooh. um so if you are interested in some kind of coaching stay tuned uh, more on that right. in future episodes um I'm going to do it that way because then if it falls through, you know, I, like <laughs> I didn't announce anything. So I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Very vague, no announcements. I like it. Uh, yeah. Announcement of announcement TM. Um, so <laughs> what I'd like everyone. Yeah. What I want to get over actually the first thing and this, this is going to actually kind of be disappointing. Um, but I, I don't even want to name the 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 name of the esports organizations, any of the people. But this is something that did catch my eye in this last week. Um, there was an esports organization related to Rocket League, um, where uh, someone was essentially faking their own death. Oh, I heard about this. And slash or illness, um, related. Cringe. You know what I mean? It's not only cringe; like it's your your piece of trash. That's really yeah. That's really all I want to bring up. Um, do not pretend to have a chronic illness. 
for the sake of uh, you getting money. Um, shame on you. Or notoriety. Like, yeah, shame on you, you're trash, and that's it. Yeah. And I, yeah, and you know, and I think the reason I did want to bring this is is up is because we've protected Rocket League as like, oh, it's like the kids game or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really have like controversies in that sense, right? Um, but this is like, this might be the second or third time in a year where like stuff like this has happened. Um, and yeah, I'm like, no, this is no longer like, this is not even like acceptable behavior for kids you know um there's no justification for it and just i just want to bring it up to people let people know yeah don't be don't be a piece of trash so there you go um yeah i don't i don't know if cursor wows want to add anything to that but uh i have a couple real quick if Wav wants to bounce off this i mean there's in terms of like just like trashy things that have happened with a couple people who are very distasteful for our scene which will go unnamed so that they don't get uh, any kind of media here, but there were two in particular people, one of which who got involved, I think it was the season before last for some casting stuff, if you know, you know, came from another scene. It was very controversial. He was very negative and toxic. And then there was a... Uh, um, I, did, I did agree about his point when I came to Lee. Yeah, it's, it's, not that he, <laughs> it's not that he doesn't make good points or that he doesn't understand, like... If I keep saying this, it's going to reveal who it is. But like, we did a whole episode on this one. We yeah. already did a whole episode. On, but... <laughs> Journalism, but like, man, there's a better way to go about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was uh, a guy who literally trolls for the attention and used to run like community tournaments that became a big thing in another game. He'll go unnamed. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. There's a lot of controversy. I'll be, I'll be honest. Cursor, uh, you lost me. I actually don't know what you're talking about. Which um, is fine. You don't just have to say it, but, but yeah, I just... We'll just say he came from a game that stems exclusively from Epic and is widely successful amongst a very common denominator to that of Rocket League. Um, and was... Oh, um, okay. I think I know. Uh, I think I know what you're talking. I think about. I think you do. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep into it. But um, <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's, I don't know. It's it almost seems like a trend. Like every several months or so, some weird stuff happens in the community. Not but, like completely unprecedented. You know, it's just like why is it happening? <laughs> why is it here? Is it because we're becoming a T one year sport? Wink, Tim. <laughs> no, I. But I, I think this much is attention? the difference. I, I think yeah. I think the difference. It's like excusable um shall we call adolescent shenanigans right mm-hmm. and when i mean the the word like excusable i mean in the most like wide-reaching net you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah like I, I i i i still think there are certain things which when you are 16 you can get away with not get away with shall we say we can i, I can at least accept that you're going to change for the better you know what i yeah. mean yeah um but there are certain lines I feel that are crossed when you're like, cause let's just say, you know, a lot of, a lot of the professionals that are seen are between the ages of, um, you know, 15 to 22 or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in those ages, there are certain nets of like, okay, this is dumb or this, this is like, this is definitely, this is definitely crossed a line, but you know, the fact that you're young means that like, I'm not going to kind of, you know, it, it, it's a line that I think you it. can come back from, yeah. right? But yes, there are other lines that are crossed that I feel it's like, no, this clearly shows a lack of any awareness. Um, yeah. And and it's just outright despicable. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I yeah. think there are distinctions between that, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, I, think, I think there is a different line when there's dumb people saying dumb things versus, um, you know, let let's use an illness that a lot of people have been affected by directly as a justification to scam people out of money. You know what I mean? Like, I, Mm -hmm. I, like, I I think, I don't know. Like, that's my point, right. Is like, that's when we're getting into controversies that I'm like, now that's heinous. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not like, Oh, you're just an idiot. That's like, Oh no, you're intentionally being uh, cruel and, and heinous and, and like, it's it's not just disrespect. It's it's like you you have clearly right. Um, you are a person of of little, I guess, moral fiber. Shall we say like that? That is what I'm equating you to, right? Like you've lost my ability to to see you as a person that can then. And I mean, obviously, people. You know, I still think people can, can get a second chance and stuff. But 
like once you've crossed that line, I'm like, yeah, you're, I have very little uh, hope for the fact that you would ever be a good person. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Average. it's kind of like the what you're trying to make the distinction here is like somebody getting banned for a season, um, which you know has happened in the past, and somebody getting outright banned, like that that type of thing on the pro or uh, like pro level, I guess. Um, like there are things that you can do that will get you banned, um, and you know age kind of is a factor. Um, I guess notoriety honestly is a factor because it always is, but um, that that's like it's hard to get banned to be honest relatively but you have to do something really really bad to um just be completely shut out from the scene and be like no you're not coming back (laughs) like yeah there's a difference there is yeah which is you know and like and to me clearly like what my things are that i find um reprehensible are different than other things right Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna bring up this is a kind of side tangent, but now that we've brought it up, I need to talk about it. So get your, uh, get your I mugs like ready. Let's do it. Get your, uh, get your, uh, <laughs> I don't know, wine glasses ready. But, um, oh, so I, Wabs, have I ever talked about this? Have I ever talked about life? No, we've never talked about life. No, uh, we've talked about life all the time, but have I talked about <laughs> life in the Starcraft two scene? Um, no, I don't think we actually have. Um, life was probably, I would say, arguably one of the best players in the world in StarCraft 2 for, for, um, a, uh, good bit. Let, let's just say, let's just say a long <laughs> enough time that if he continued, if he continued on, like he cl- clearly could have been like named one of the best. Right. Yeah. Um, however, he got caught in a match fixing scandal. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, did um, we talk about this when the oh, Renegades sure thing happened in OC? I'm sure, I'm sure we talked we about probably it. Probably yeah, did. Yeah. But. I mean, see, this is the thing, because to me, like, for whatever reason, competitive integrity is important, but it's not as important or it's to me is not as abhorrent as as the previous example we just talked about earlier in this episode. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But the yeah, he got kind of matrixing scandal and they and this was in South Korea. Right. And in South Korea, they they actually just completely banned him from ever Mm -hmm. playing again. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he is was not allowed to play ever again in the tournaments. And this was not a blizzard call. Like this was not the company, right? Mm-hmm. This was the culture itself saying, no, we're not going to let you play in our tournaments. And they'll, they'll, they would also get mad at blizzard if they let him play in other tournaments. Yep. Um, like beyond whatever his, cause his competitive band was probably like a year or something. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. but then like they're the, to them, there's like, no, like we're not going to allow this. Um, and they like got rid of his graphics. They got rid of his wins. Mm-hmm. They like completely like erased his trace in the StarCraft two scene. Um, and like to me, it felt what's the word? The punishment did not fit the crime. Like in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like you should have been punished, but like it felt harsh, right? But in their reality, they they took that as as you know the culture the culture there took it as something that was so abhorrent that they just didn't let him back in right so it's just, it's just interesting how those those lines are different i guess mm-hmm. for different no they definitely different are. things um just going back the oce uh throwing incident not necessarily match fi- fixing but like kind of that happened mm, was that two years ago or one year ago i, I want to say it's two years now i, I think, think you're right on the money there yeah um like november two years ago um that one they didn't get outright banned did they i actually don't remember this is what i was trying to remember here i think it was just a very long suspension with maybe one i do do believe wasn't it just like it was a weird one because they they clearly fit like they made another team not be able to qualify yeah but they had nothing in it for them (laughs) you know like it was match fixing. It was. Yeah. Um, it was match fixing. But no, here's the thing. I mean, and like, but they this, no is the argu- this is this is another argument because they inherently no the fact game. that that situation happened, <laughs> if inherently the fact that that situation happened meant that the turbine organizers screwed up, yes. right? Because there should never be an opportunity where you know the result of another game and then can then affect a team, yes, like that. Yep. Like objectively, right? Yep. And I mean, this is why like other sports will have games happen at the same time, even though it's worse for viewership. It's because if they're happening at the same time, you don't Match know the results. Possibility. So you, 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 yeah, exactly. There's less chance yep. to do that. Um, 
potential flip side is uh, what happened in the London major in the same same vein as like the um, OCE boys again. Um, if Pioneers hadn't won that, uh, yeah, Pioneers hadn't won, and who is the others? Um, oh God, Rebel! No, it's the R. Yep, power. Um, oh yeah, it's a P, not an R. Uh, <laughs> I always see their symbol as an R. Um, but if uh, pioneers hadn't recognized or hadn't known that um, power was out, and they'd already made it to worlds or made it to the, that wild card position, maybe they would have gone further. Maybe they would have still had that competitive drive that I was talking about last week um, to make make that that further push uh, into whatever. But at that point, they were just like, no, we're good. We already know the results of our future season. So we're kind of just playing this tournament for this tournament instead of playing this tournament for the rest of um, the year, pretty much. So um, that's kind of the opposite thing of maybe that also had the same or had a mental uh, effect on them to to lower it as opposed to just being like, no, we can completely change the effect of this by uh, losing and just take somebody out of the tournament by losing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, very interesting. You could say that um, either of the other teams could have thrown for this explicit purpose of not having one of those teams in the finals, but you know, that's that didn't happen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think this is where we can probably close this point off. Uh. Mm-hmm before yep. yeah um so this was this was our um uh asap weekly's hot takes on controversies because i need to yes, find things that people I... are going to be annoyed to be about me for so we have lots um, of this is my new this is our new marketing tactic i need to in every episode i need to say something someone can get mad at me on twitter or reddit about uh that's, that's our new <laughs> game plan uh I, which you know I, that's what I, I need to get into a Twitter war. Maybe that's maybe that's the solution to uh, mm-hmm. spreading the word. Um, Curse was like, you yeah, you, I've been saying this for literally years. <laughs> Listen, I gave Curse the Twitter Twitter uh, ability, and he has not abused it. So, ooh, you know what? Um, <laughs> I think he's actually forgotten about it till I mention it no, right now. So no, I regret I everything. Get it? No, I didn't regret. No, he's been he's been waiting. He's been, been, waiting. He's been on it. Yeah, he's <laughs> He's he's had like a hundred he's had like a hundred like tweets ready to go, but he's just waiting for the right moment. Um, like an optics, you, know, you know, I'm just using Bide right now, and eventually I'm going to unleash my full potential. You'll never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. when it's when I say something that he doesn't agree with. You know what I mean? And that's when he'll release it and be like, "Why'd you ever give me this power?" Having um, worked with yourself on Twitter. somebody, yeah, totally didn't get counsel from somebody who uh, may not be named. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. It, Oh yeah, wait. <laughs> Actually, uh, <laughs> what I want, what I want, Nick to run our Twitter account. Oh, you said I mean, it. Oh no, like definitely no, not. Be <laughs> gonna be oh yeah, Bloody yes. Mary. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> you rang. Uh, there it is. Uh, no, but, um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Uh, cursor. I heard that you actually had some things you wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, so yeah, a couple, a couple small things. One of them kind of bleeds into like our week in rocket league, but like, uh, so I don't, okay. I, I'm just going to throw it out there as is. And, 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 uh, I think you guys can vibe with it and bounce off this. Like, do you remember when we all first started getting into the game, you kind of started picking people. You're like, wow, I really like this constant creator. Or like, wow, I really like this pro player. Like, I really like what they do. Or wow, this person's like really talented. Like I want to follow them and I want to watch things they do. I want to support them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That has been growing for me for a very particular player for a while now. I'm going to, I'm going to say like the better part of like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And back um, when Lazaro used to talk about it a lot, I just kind of, I just kind of stayed quiet. But uh, that's Joyo for me. Like, mm. right now I'm kind of fanboying hard over Joyo, and rightfully so. Like, I went back and looked at his YouTube. He has, like, 3,000 subscribers on YouTube and started posting three years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Before before he was ever, like, an absolute legend in the scene. Like, I just 
so I went back, started watching like it's mini Tajes and whatnot. Everything's like a couple minutes as like every player who's trying to get somewhere with rocket league does, right. They do these little Tajes. Mm-hmm. Like, look at my cool clips. I'm awesome. I'm way better than you and your friends. Come check me out. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and it's always just like, it's always just like these couple minute videos with like a track in the back and him just being an absolute mechanical menace on the field. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's kind of inspired me to work even harder on mechs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Even though we've had arguably some of, like before his time, some of the greatest mechanical players, I'm starting to notice something with him that I don't think many pro players can recreate. And I'm just going to say it for lack of a better description. I think he's unlocking like what you could consider like the fourth dimension for, for offensive mechanical skill. The way in which he can manipulate the ball in his car to create angles and things that didn't exist previously in Is there anything like, the flashes of flashes. You yeah, know what I mean? Can you can you point out anything like very specific? Like I don't know if there's like an instance you can point out specifically. Because um, I um, it's I understand that's some of those things that it's like hard to describe, but like it's it's one of those things which is like I wish if you I mean, because then you'd have to compare him to all the other pros, right? But like I wish if there's something you're like feeling that when you watch him you see more consistently than maybe other pros. Maybe it's like the way he approaches certain things. Maybe it's, um, it's when he's going for a fifty. There might be something different. I don't know. It's honestly like, and I could see it on the pitch before I started fanboying so hard. It's the huge amount of confidence that this guy has mm-hmm. going for any offensive mechanic. Even if he fails, he's not thinking about it. He's just going for it. Because if he hits that, holy cow! And I feel like that's exactly what's going through his head. He's like, oh, I can hit these. Like, And if he misses, he's like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. And he'll try again and again and again and again and again. And, again. and he hits the craziest stuff. Like, the, like, the, like he's, he's like Avatar The Last Airbender, but with his car. <laughs> like, the way in which he can warp himself. His car, his car control is, like, in my honest opinion, so far above probably the vast majority of Rocket League players. I would argue... Almost every professional Rocket League player out there right now who's not in form. There's only maybe like a handful, a literal handful of five or less that could even hold a candle to just how amazing it is to see Peak Joyo on the pitch. Like he, he's just so good. He's so so good. And like now I have I have like I have like uh, renewed hope that uh, I can get Meki. <laughs> Like you know, like I don't know. It's like it's like how we talk about every time you watch an RLCS game, you just <laughs> yeah. want to play Rocket League. You know, like you just yeah. you just want to play. Like they're so good, they inspire you to be better. And like um, this is this is like that times a hundred for me. Can I just say, like I, because I I was watching the tournament, right? Um, and I have to say that my perceived idea of what your skill level is has definitely gone up. Uh, and i don't know if this is like a relative thing because i've seen myself slowly decline but i will say my expectation for what you can and can't do and what i've seen you do and not seen you do is definitely it's definitely improved and maybe this is me coming from like a third or uh, another perspective that i can see this more clearly but like your mechanical ability is way better than was a year ago like a hundred percent so i'm very excited and i i think like i think you don't notice it I mean, even Wabs, I think Wabs once noticed it, like when when I was definitely in my peak of training where there was a change suddenly of like the things I'd go for and be able to do and not do. Um, Everybody in the Discord noticed it. You you like hit a whole new level. There was a level I hit where I think it's it's, it's around the time because I hit like GC a couple times, right? I think it was around yeah. that time probably where... where flip resets. <laughs> and I think it was also, also playing rank, what was it? Uh, I was playing uh, six mans as well, and like you know, it was yeah. like yeah, yeah, and and I'm at, I'm at a point now where like even flip resets to me are a little easier because I've kind of ingrained them into my brain. But yeah. I don't, I do, I think the difference was is like I played at a certain speed there where I just go for those things and do it kind of like almost naturally, yeah. um, and it was it was definitely a, a terror to be reckoned with. Oh heck yeah! I think you still are. You just got to get back into it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I will say, Wabs um, was gonna play with me yesterday, but his controller didn't come. So. Yeah, oh, it was supposed to. It came the. It was two days ago. It came the morning after. So, so you wow. have a controller now. I do have a controller. So now. we can play after the show. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, we can. Poggers. Poggers. <laughs> okay, Poggers. I'm down. I'm down to play some games. Um, um yes, constraining cursor. <laughs> no, so I, I was just going to use that as like a segue to bleed into like my week in Rocket League. If you're cool with it, unless you wanted to touch on that a bit more. No, no, no keep going. So like, um, 
this week for me and my week in Rocket League, it's been I had oh dude. I think I finally hit true flow state Ooh. once. Like actually once this past week and I, I I'm an addict. I want more. <laughs> like I I was literally okay, I, I gotta give a little context. So before free to play came out, I found this meme. It's a pretty popular meme. It shows two astronauts in space standing on the moon looking at Earth. One is in front of the other, right? And the one in front says with a, uh, <laughs> what is it? A Grand Champ logo above him at like 1500, 1600. He's like, it's always been ball chasing, hasn't it? And then the guy <laughs> behind him has a GC logo above him with 1900, like 2K. And he's holding a pistol to the back of the other astronaut's head. And he's like, you know too much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that's exactly what I was doing. I think I was playing with, uh, oh, geez, who was it? I think I was playing with, like, Clorox and maybe another community member at the time. Um, so, like, maybe one or two out of the players on every other team, you could tell were just, like, they weren't up to snuff. Like, I like even though my ones rank is Garbo, I could I could probably do very um, unlawful things to them in the pitch. But, like... <laughs> There's definitely like times where I'm running, I'm seeing like alt accounts, Smurfs, and whatnot. Like I can tell the way they approach the ball, the mechanics they're using, like their consistency, how they're positioning, right? And I don't, like I, don't, I just kept this mentality up where I just kept telling them like, "Go, oh, it's fine, go, it's fine." And I'm like zooming around the pitch, like doing laps, like I'm trying to get my cardio up. And I just felt so comfortable. Everything was smooth. Transition was smooth. Like the biggest thing I noticed was transfer of momentum was absolutely pristine. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think I think that comes with maybe because you're moving around so quickly around the map continuously, um, your perceived your perceived speed of other things happening is a lot slower, right? So much slower. Fast. So yeah. I think what it just allows you to do is like it, it seems counterintuitive, right? You'd seem that if you're going slow, you should, you should you should be you should almost feel like you see everything, right? Um, but I think what it does is if you're moving at that speed if the game level speeds up, right? If you go from game to game and you continue to move at that speed, if the speed level speeds up, it's a lot easier for you to adjust to it, right? Yeah. Um, yep. If you're doing my, my, uh, I'm, you know, uh, what's his name? Flakes for a second, right? If you're doing the, the, the flakes, you know, style of, I'm just going to sit around and <laughs> look like a diamond player, but actually be a GC. If you're trying sure. to do that, but then the gameplay changes up on you and it's way too fast for you, you it takes you way longer to adjust within a game you only have five minutes right you don't have an hour this isn't like a moba you don't have an hour to adjust to, to play styles right so yep. you have five minutes and i think just naturally by going so fast if you have to slow down or if you have to start adjusting um it feels like the game it doesn't feel like the game's too fast right your mind is mm-hmm. able to to take everything in i, I think mm-hmm. that's my two cents on that yeah no, def- no definitely and like i i was doing this with intent it wasn't just like Totally wasn't just doing it to do it for the sake of doing it. I I um I gotten a tip from this uh, content creator I've been following for like the better part of a year by the name of Chief Beef. Really super positive, like very wholesome guy who I watched climb from like high GC two, like mid GC three in the SSL. And now he's in top hundred. Um, and he went from maybe having like ten viewers a stream to now he averages like a few hundred, like four hundred, five hundred, and he gets raised from Chief Beef. Wicked, wicked nice guy. Um, super, super wholesome. Very positive person. And is like always giving like tips. Um, does coaching through another platform. Won't promote it. But... Because um, it may it was, be a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I myself was debating it to, sign up, to sort of kind of help solidify what I know I need to practice and what I believe I should know in order to like push out of where I'm at and really like start start making that real climb. Like I said, like episodes ago to push into GC two and then higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one thing that kind of resonated with me. Like he gave sort of an overall tip, but encompassed all the things I was already thinking being like, you need to be more consistent. And yes, you're going to hear that at every rank. So every time one of you puts that in the discord, well, what am I doing wrong at my rank? How do I get out of D one plat camp? It, literally like just sit in free play, sit in training packs and hit the ball and don't mm-hmm. miss. <laughs> like yeah. literally be consistent. Um, 
And whilst doing so, you're also working on your car control. That consistency is an all-encompassing term, right? We talked about this a while extend, ago. Extend the amount of time you are able to play at an optimal level, or shall we yes. say at 8%, right, of, exactly. of what your ability is, right? The right. longer you can extend that time, the be- the more you're going to rank up, especially when you have these two-hour rank sessions, right? Yeah, if you cannot play right. at the same level for two hours, or if you can't build up to the ability to play at the same level for two hours, and I notice, I think we all start noticing this a lot more, right? Where you have two or three games that go very well, and then I'm like, I cannot hit the ball for the life of me for two games, right? Yeah. At that <laughs> point, I mean, you have to play through that to get better at it, but that's a realization that your ability to be consistent for like, or keep concentration, right? Because that's really all it is. It's like staying concentrated for that extended period of time. It's not there, right? So that's something you're gonna have to work on and build up. Yep. And uh, so you without getting, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And without getting too deep into it, because I'm not just trying to reiterate like rehash content and stuff, but uh, it just made sense. It was saying like be more consistent. Um, and the two things that stuck with me that have been in the forefront of my mind for the last few months, if not more, is um, work on mechanics that you're not utilizing enough or that you're not good at. Yes, been doing that a lot. We've talked about that a lot. Like hitting things that I can't recreate, like, oh my god, I hit a, you know, a musty double top or musty double tap off the ceiling, like whatever, four months ago. And I think I've only hit one other since then. So like practicing sequencing mechanics like that. Um and also the probably the number one that resonated with me, which is leading up into why I was playing like a ball chaser that whole time, is speed up your pace of play. Because mm-hmm. the players at that rank are already reading five moves ahead. And if you're not doing it at close to supersonic, like Messi describes, like a tier two speed or um, at supersonic, they're just like, they, they know exactly where the ball's going to go, what's going to happen. And you're, you're basically just bringing the ball upfield just to get beat. Mm-hmm. So in order to increase your chance of success and be better when you have control of the ball, you have to increase the speed at which you do things. Now, mind you, this is for like GC1 into GC2. Yeah. Kind of get small bits of this as you come up to the rank structure. Diamond, champ, I would say, it kind of hits you pretty hard. It doesn't really hit you too much in plat, gold, or below. You're kind of still just like, hit the ball. <laughs> but um, it, it's like, that. I took that to heart. And that day, that was, that was the prime focus. I focused on that one thing, and I did it extremely well. And like you were saying, like it felt like time slowed down. And from videos I've seen on it and such, and listened to mm-hmm. specials and people talk about it, they're like, for professional athletes who win world championships, people who compete in the Olympics, like this is that moment. Like everything is slow to them. It's easy to read. They just put everything they've learned into practice, and you see the amazing things that you've seen. You know, historical moments like Messi hitting, uh, not our Messi, but like actual Messi in soccer, just just dominating like six people going into the net and just having no issue hitting a shot that was completely like off kilter. Like people know how to utilize it. So I guess the focal point is training yourself how to get into that state more frequently the higher you push. Mm-hmm. Because every player at a higher rank is playing at that almost as much, if not more, than you are. It's ve- it's like it was very eye opening for me. I was like, oh, you're so right. Like I need to give even more respect. Not so much respect that I'm sitting and hesitating, but like I need I really need to give it 110 if I'm going to beat these people. Like I need I, to. Do, I'm going to be honest. To more. This is actually know? a great analogy. Um, to like to Messi and stuff is like because you respect them so much, you actually you you can give them lots of space, or or you have to give them zero. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yep. Like That's you, exactly where like it's going if, with it. Messi, like you got if, if Messi's dribbling beside you, you forget about the ball and you are getting as close to his body as possible and trying to push yep. him off of it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> people who are successful at it, they're like, oh, he got shut down. But he's always smiling at it as he's walking away and repositioning. Like I started getting into soccer a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, awesome. it's, it's the same idea in Rocket League. It's like the, the better I know you are as a player, the more I know. Like if literally if I play Messi in our community, I try not to give him any space. Right, I find if if I have given him the first touch where he has the reset, I'm I might as well already just like you know drop my controller, and let the ball go into it's already the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just I find I find I literally adjust to the player and just make sure they can't do anything. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I do want to make note of like one of the biggest things that you've talked about, but haven't actually made explicit here, um, because you're talking a lot about flow state, which is like yes like you want to be there so obviously. important we, we know this we've talked about this like yeah. it's true we, we, you yeah. need to do that 
Um, and it's so helpful. And just like, you know what, I'm, when I was on that day, like, oh, I was still safe. Um, but the second thing is just being fast. Um, and by being fast, I mean like playing at supersonic and then just rotating like that, regardless of whether or not it's correct positioning is better than being in the right spot at no speed. Yeah. And one of the, um, I guess like the biggest way that I can think about this is one with pro level play, they're never not at supersonic. That's the whole point. It's to be at supersonic to hit the ball as fast as possible and to do that. Oh. But one of the main reasons that they're always at supersonic is because then they're covering as much space as possible on the pitch. Yep. The reason that they're always at supersonic is because then they can, between the three of them, cover 100% of the pitch and be there first, regardless of, of who the opponent is. That's why 50s happen at the pace that they do in, in high-level games. That's why every in single time... That's why it's in the air. It's why every time there is a ball touch, there's an opponent to touch that ball with them. Nobody's ever getting beat in a pro-level game, or even generally in SSL, specifically because they're always at speed. Um, And that's the main point. Like The difference, I think, probably, between a GC1 and... Or I'll say GC2. uh, GC2 and SSL Pro is going to be like the specific positioning, but up until the GC, it's hitting supersonic for as long as possible and maintaining. That's why recoveries are one of the main things that we talk about. That's why, or have talked about in the past. That's why um, boost uh, starving is so important. That's why wall dashes are such a, a big mechanic in high level play. It's to maintain speed. That's literally it. <laughs> or to generate it from that tier two moment to yeah. create an opening that your po- opponent wasn't otherwise expecting. 100%. Exactly. I, I have to give you and combo props here. This is where this is where recoveries and just hit ball forehead is mm-hmm. paramount. Like, like yep. if if you're if you're finally touching the, the higher levels of like champ and you're getting into GC, like focus those things above everything. Mm-hmm. That should be your your thing you're most consistent at is recovering and keeping your speed up because then you mm-hmm. can generate enough time for yourself to actually like make an attempt on the ball like oh i want to try a flip reset or oh i'm going to try and bait this guy and then go for like a monster flick to pass off the backboard to my teammate who should be behind me because mm-hmm. by that point you kind of you have a better game sense you know yeah. so but. it's also part of the reason that i say stop thinking so much oh, yeah. um <laughs> like the, the biggest problem with thinking when you're not good enough to think and by that i mean below ssl like absolute highest pro level yeah. um if you're not good enough to think which is everybody, then you don't like you're slowing the play, which is slowing you down and it's slowing your teammates. So it's putting them in a bad spot because now they're wasting boost, you're wasting boost, everybody's in a bad position, and everything has been ruined because you're like, oh, I want to go slow or I want to do this this thing. It's like, no, going slow is almost always going to be wrong. And that is a kind of hot take for, for low levels um, because you just change the rotation you change the this decision making process and it's almost always going to be worse for your team than it is for the opponents can i just say this um Mm -hmm. those listening who are like oh i'm gonna play slow um you're not that good okay yeah (laughs) you're good enough all of us have been there yeah. I, I was am the only one who's <laughs> both me and Lazaro were there for a while and champ and everyone would pop out on that. I, I play the game thinking I'm like who do I think I am? I think I I play this game and I feel like I'm a Lelouch or I'm like what's the uh what's what's the Swedish guy that plays chess? Uh Marl Magnus Carlson. Magnus oh, yeah. Carlson. I'm like yeah. Magnus Carlson and I'm like Oh my goodness! I see all the people on the okay. field and where they are. Two hundred moves ahead. Just perfectly, because I'm actually so, playing one v five. So let me just say here: one of the craziest things about Carlson and like the high level chess. This is such a tangent, but it's related. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Is that the reason, and one of the main reasons, at least, probably the biggest reason they are so good at chess is because they're one of the best at speed chess. It's always best at speed chess is one of the best because speed chess is just, no, there's no thinking here. I just have to be better. It's the exact same with Rocket League. You can't think because it's just like, no, you're ruining the whole thing for your team. Stop stop thinking. Just do the things that you know are correct. Yeah. I think to better flush your point too very briefly is like, if you're doing this, you're going to subject yourself to more experiences in the game, which will develop your game sense. That's mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. way to develop your game sense is just 
play the game yep. over and over and over loss after loss after win after tie everything everything over and over and over and over and eventually you can just not think because you've seen it a bunch of times and you know exactly what's about to happen it's the moment in when it doesn't happen you're like oh i learned something new even if you get absolutely wrecked and scored on take a mental note like oh from this position the ball can go that way okay <laughs> and expect it every single time that's like that's where you can change your positioning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And with that, I think I think we're gonna move on. I'm gonna jump in. No, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, before we get too too lost in the weeds here, um, I hope I hope I hope you enjoyed the. Uh, what 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 do we call this? Um, this is still an extension of Curse's Corner, but I what? guess I can call I can call it a uh, 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 Rocket League Learning Corner, which we haven't had for a while. Beginner's Corner, heck yes. Beginner's Corner, baby. Oh, uh, it does work back. for beginners, by the way. It's back. <laughs> beginners corners back, baby. Um, all right. Uh, next topic that I want to go through is I want to actually, like, legit, you get, unless it's, like, actually interesting or actually something interesting, um, you give me the quickest response you can think of, and then we move on, and we're going to just go through all these Tim questions, okay? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what we're going to do. Yep. Um, if you could be any historical figure, which one would you be? Uh, Tim, uh, you're not you're not the producer of the Robin Kyle show, so message deleted. Um, <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there anything more impressive in Rocket League than the entire community universally accepting left goes? Um, the entire uh, Europe community not accepting it. <laughs> question answered. Uh, <laughs> should players uh, diamond it up? Stop talking about how bad they are. Is it even fair to consider yourself your self bad if you're in the top 10 percent of all players i want cursor to take this one uh quick answer um no keep saying it because you're humbling yourself you're hungry for the grind you don't mean it literally you're just saying it to say it uh my answer uh stop saying it because it thinks i think you're just trying to get sympathy uh question <laughs> answer um what do you think are the positives and negatives to the abundance of young people streaming what impact do you think there is to someone talking on an ambitious stream schedule only to get burnt out uh, within a few months, this is okay, Tim. You, you found a, a big here. question. Uh, I like this one a lot. Um, Wabs, do you want to take it first, or do you want me to spiel? Um, I think that if it's an actual schedule, then you do it, and it's great and awesome. If you manage to actually go past that first couple months, then like if it's specifically young people, you're getting that experience of burnout and you know the perseverance past that, which is one of the most important things that you're going to be learning in your first job. Um, True. I Other. think I think for that reason I'm gonna be honest I don't I don't like the the okay the negatives that I see of this is interactions with with adults and other people that there there's definitely a weird thing about it right especially young people like actual mm-hmm. young people right streaming um and there's like adults watching um <laughs> and like being in a public eye when you're really young I think is detrimental like that thing I don't yep. like right um because uh, it can, it can definitely influence you and you're you're kind of phase where you're growing and you should be able to grow but you won't be able to because you might be subject to to some pretty awful heinous things yeah. um so that's my negatives but my positives and i think this is really big is that you get a real humbling experience um that uh guess what bud uh not everybody wants to listen or watch you um mm. <laughs> which true. hurts but i think that's good and not only that the fact that you have to go through that and then decide, oh, I'm going to keep streaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think it, I, I, so here's another citation with StarCraft. I'm going to, I'm going to include StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. But I, I first streamed on Twitch in 2012, 2011, uh, 2011. Um, wow. And I, I okay. was a silver player in StarCraft, right? So, Oh, I love Probably this. the equivalent of Silver Playing Rocket League. And uh-huh. I was getting 20 viewers uh, <laughs> a stream. That was what's up with Twitch back then. That was was, kind of, was, that's kind of insane, actually. I'm going to yeah. be honest. I should have kept at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I did not have the mental fortitude to take any negative criticisms. Uh, <laughs> so I made a promo video that was cringe. Um, <laughs> and cool. I could not take the feedback. And for the longest time... Uh, what song did I use? I use... Uh, I, I, I like mixed it. This is a this is a deep cut. I don't think I've ever told this story. I mixed no, it with it. Um, the U two song Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh heck yeah! Um, 
I absolutely loved it, but I because of it, I think for like seven years, I had <laughs> negative emotions tied to that song, and I could not listen to it. And it wasn't <laughs> because those things still haunted me, but it's because I would like even in the future i no longer remember what it was like to be in that moment but i remember what it felt like you know what i mean so um i was traumatized but i'm, I'm totally fine with the song now so I, I appreciate the fact that i can you know time heals all wounds and all that mm-hmm. um but uh yeah I, I stopped streaming after that to be fair i think the bigger reason i stopped streaming is i really did not have a space to stream like i think mm-hmm. i think if you're gonna stream as when you're younger and i wasn't even that like overly that young uh but but whatever teenage years um, is you kind of have to have like a room and everyone else on board, <laughs> you know what I mean, in your household to the streaming, uh, or else it's just a mess and you don't really have a place that you can do it properly. Um, but there you go. Uh, which now I now it's a lot more. I don't know. I don't know what's happened in the. I mean, maybe I, I just became an adult, so I had an adult conversation about it, and now it's totally fine. People don't bug me when I podcast or stream, so uh, there I you guess. go. Um, but uh, yeah. I think I think though experiencing that is important, right? Not an over no not overly, right? I don't I don't want you to be attacked by a million people, but like criticism and understanding it's like I don't I need to avoid like one, you're putting stuff in public eye, so you're gonna get public criticism, but two, mm-hmm. that criticism can be right or it can be very, very, very wrong, or mm-hmm. it can be right and the person's still a jerk, right? Yes. Like, I think there's all those things that could be there. And the reality is, is your ability to push through it and your ability to then improve yourself, right? And make your, whatever your streaming is better, um, is in itself a valuable lesson. Um, yeah. And so, 100%. yeah, I think, I think, I think it does have those positives. Any, any yeah. last things about this? I totally agree with you. I think being in the public eye, especially if you're in like public schools over private schools or over being homeschooled, like it puts you in a state where you're nervous you don't know what's going to happen or maybe you're one of those people that's comfortable with it naturally but it kind of gives you a very very small brief taste of what actual life is going to be i mm. think it's it's very integral to um social skill growth for for uh, young kids and for teenagers developing young adults um it it really it humbles you right because like it'll it'll change your perspective and it'll change the way you approach those situations in the future yeah 100 mm. percent. totally totally answer. agree gem of a question there tim i appreciate yeah, that 100 uh what term terminology would you like to see used less or not at all during rlcs streams can you guys think of anything i had one the f- way back when when this question was originally asked but i have no idea what, what it is anymore um i have one i want to see more of <laughs> mm-hmm or hear more of, and that's uh-huh. definitely Dazarin's Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I think the script is overused. I don't think it's mm. used as much now. Actually, I think there's actually been an active effort to get rid of that. Um, even as a joke, uh, and yeah. I think it's for the best. Because uh, I, I, I think it's like one of those memes that like it just it's been used too long. Um, yeah. The I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything that particularly bugs. Me. I think I think the pocket like sorry. I think the streams have become a lot cleaner in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely a different flow. Like I I I've never been like physically hurt by how someone casts. <laughs> so and like I'm you know Wabs knows me right. Like I've been around casting and and done done my fair share of casting or evaluated casters as well. Like I. I, I I can have a pretty harsh eye, but like, I think there, if you have a bare minimum of personality in public speaking, you probably get away with casting most things. So like, I I don't think, and I'm never offended by someone who's not knowledgeable. And I think if anything, Rocket League's probably a game that you can get away with it a little more, um, because there isn't there isn't an excess of knowledge that can like, I've seen some bad Rocket League casters, right? Um. But I think like if you're at least at a certain level or if you've at least watched it long enough, you should be fine, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't really see too many things. Um, no, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe um, maybe yeah. I mean. Ooh, okay. Sorry. Oh, oh wait. I got, yeah. No, you got Any, if anybody else aside from Shogun says this is Rocket League, stop. Mm. Stop it Agreed. right now. I'm that's his you. phrase. He's yeah. the only one that brings the intensity with it. Stop it. 
And he it has was to save so that. It has to happen in like a final. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It was. It was. It. It can't be game like day one. You know. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. And it was such a, a peak moment in Rocket League esports history. They put it as a quick chat in the game. Let's go. There's, let's go. Question answered. Uh, message lead. Uh, if you could compare the RL esports journey to the journey of a traditional athlete, what would be compared to each stage of ascension into professional? Ooh. Um, ooh. Uh, I like this one, but I'm going to save it. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Uh, which community has the worst gatekeeping anime or comp? Okay, that's uh, you are not making topics for the Robin Kyle show. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Question. <laughs> uh given that there's no title for ue5 what do you think Cyanox realistically will do to the current system to grow such retain its player base i think this is a good one i think this is also the one we are going to end on uh maybe give you a little bit of time so um yeah no time for ue5 yeah i mean one of the ways is they they just introduced the credits right for the birthday and stuff so i think that's Mm -hmm. a big thing like that um i don't know if they inherently have any plans like i i think they want to coast. I think maybe esports is the focus, like getting everyone into esports and that that keeps retention. Like I think the nature that there is an esports is aspiration for a lot of these younger players yep. um, is something that is important. And the bigger that feels, the more important it is. I mean, they they're pouring six million dollars into the the final. Yes. Yeah. So I I think that's a really big one. And I don't know if either of you two have any other ones. Um. Go ahead, Webs. Go ahead. Um. Could realistically do or intends to do. Because intensity, we have no idea. Um, other than could realistically esports, realistically then could yeah. realistically do. I think that they need to make, um, and this is going to honestly be unsurprising. They really need to make the battle pass better, and by that, I specifically mean give the possibility of earning credits um, from mm. a way that isn't a credit or from credits originally. Um, the birthday thing did it already. Like amazing. I'm actually very very happy that they did do that. But right now. Um, like I understand the want to make things very specifically focused to uh, people who have credits at some point. Um, but Epic in, I think in Fortnite, even like you can get credits without having ever paid um, anything. Like you can get the in-game currency. Um, and there are a lot of other games that do this where in-game currency is available through a, a lot of play granted, <laughs> But still, like you want to, I, I genuinely want to see some way to reward people um, with basically nothing, um, in just for playing the game, and and that's that's really it. Um, I think that would help a lot for giving people like the desire to maintain and keep playing, um, player retention. Like that's what that's what battle passes are for. They're to give FOMO and that stuff. So um, giving the potential of access within a reasonable uh, extent. Um, I think that would help a lot. I, I sorry, it. I just thought of this idea. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Um, I just thought of this idea. I wish there was an in-game system in Rocket League that could be directly fed into the pro scene. Um, mm. What do I mean? This yes, essentially some kind of pool at the the top end of like quote unquote bubble players, right? Players mm-hmm. who are definitely way better than the rest of the player base, but they are um and they can be individual they can be a team but they are like they're not going to qualify to any of these tournaments right any of these regionals um there's a pool on top there right and they have that pool and every so often um whether it's a psionics run thing you can get like those pro teams to take tryouts and stuff and see how these players play and that's the objectively like where everyone goes something that's actually run by psionics mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. below that um have a tournament or an automated tournament system that you can play in every season. Similar to six bands, right? We have, mm-hmm. we have voice chat now um, where essentially if you, you have an MMR, if you cross the MMR threshold next season, you go up a rank, right? And it can be yep. bronze, silver, gold. It can be the whole same thing. Um, but instead of playing in one on one matches, um, it's tournament structured. Um, you can even like something to the effect of deciding on a team. You can even bring a team three or whatever, um and then you have this there is a goal right there is mm-hmm, a theoretical mm-hmm. way where someone who has not listened to our podcast not watched any rlcs um not watched any youtube not been part of any discord right um could see hey there is this ladder 
And if you play enough and you train enough, you're going to get into a position where these proteins are going to start scouting you. And eventually, like this automated system feeds into that pool. Um, and then in the pool, they have like tryout days that you can just join all automated inside the game. I think that would be incredible because it would mean that. I think one of the hardest things is envisioning a goal of being a pro player, but I think on top of it, another harder things is knowing what to be part of, what not to be part of. And this could literally be a system that once you reach, reach that final rank, it's like, Hey, show up this day, right? Every two weeks or every month or something, right? Show up this day. They're going to throw you into random things. There's going to be scouts watching, you know, like, yeah. By scouts, I mean like managers of different different teams or, or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Challenge scouts, like those those are still a but thing even in esports. Yeah, automated, so there is no requirement. It can all be done in the voice chat now. All can be done in the game. You don't even have to go into a Discord. Um, I I think that would be good because the reach inside the game is way greater than any reach they have in Discord or Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, and so I just think, yeah, I think that would be a, a great way to do it. Yeah, it's a great idea. I've, yeah. yeah. There's honestly nothing else to say there. <laughs> well, I act, I have um, a couple of things to piggyback off of just just on sure. that topic alone. I I love I'm so behind this idea a thousand mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Like if it was a hybrid between the scheduled tournaments we already have and the grid, but you treat it similar to like Guild Wars in an MMO, or like if you ever played Clan Wars and Call of Duty and how they got like the phone app involved and you could track progress and like it was a competitive point system against other. Um, mm-hmm. like clans of a similar rank and you could rank up if you won so many clan wars and earn better like cooler looking cosmetic rewards and yada yada which would put you against better players like if it was a way where you know it's when uh, rocket league esports is live when you pop into the game it's like oh hey it's live you click on this it's going to redirect you to a url on whatever platform you're on so you can go watch it it's like why why don't we why don't we have something like that for like you know like a bubble scene right like mm-hmm. why don't we have a scheduled tournament that to, to zero's point that you can only get into based off an mmr cap so if you're a bubble scene player it's like well i mean clearly you want to be like i don't but even want to a- say i don't even want to say gc3 honestly i want to say ssl plus because yep. that that's a more realistic viewpoint because if you're if you're gc3 you still have things to work on but you are very very close mm-hmm. um and uh like kind of kind of set that bar set that precedence right and then I, have, I have so those games important. maybe be streamed mm. on yeah. Rocket League's channel or a side channel to help mm. not only grow that that side Rocket League entity, but to maybe give um, up and coming casters. Know, up, right? Yeah, like maybe give up and coming CRL casters who are looking to make it big and get on the main staff. Things like like there's a lot of people we saw who participated in. Um, in uh, CRL worlds like Lemon Kiwi, like a, a bunch of a bunch of like newer casters who are making a name for themselves, give give them more opportunity to cast these games too, where they can get the practice, and the players who are trying to do something more with this game also get the practice against mm-hmm. quality the, the competition. And be very clear, and I think yeah. we're missing that. So a hundred percent, like. Yeah. There's so much they could do with this. Like I, I could rant on and on and on. I'll I'll save it for another time. Like I'm I'm so behind this idea. It's such a good idea. Um, but to transition to a couple things I'd like to see, I I also agree with Webs. Um, I do like they gave credits for the anniversary. I think that's really really kind of them. They really didn't have to do that. What I do find cringe though, it's kind of double edge. Is for the first time ever in seven years we have to pay to get the anniversary things. That's pretty cringe. Mm. They've they've made it free for six other years, whether it's a set of wheels or you know a goofy topper or something or whatever. Like it's just like a little thing. Like hey, thanks for being a part of the community. Now you're putting it behind a paywall. It's kind of weird, kind of cringe. But I see the marketing play. Things behind I it. want uh, professional casters to stop saying on broadcast is the word cringe. No, no, just... <laughs> I'm not a professional sorry, sorry. broadcaster. <laughs> and also, anyone under the age of I don't know, let's say 25, stop saying cringe. You don't know what cringe is yet. You are cringe. Say, I would yeah. argue you are reverse cringe. Day, You're not a sure. little adult, but you are cringe. Um, but uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, exactly. But um, the other thing that really <laughs> little little bit. The other thing that um, kind of spoke to me that I noticed uh, in terms of like what can we do to ramp up content to keep the community interested until the release of UA5. Which the short answer to the side portion of that question i'm going to estimate summer of 2025 we're going to get something big i I think we're going to get something really really huge and i think it's going to be a teaser 
more than likely at Worlds that year if it happens. If we don't run into another World Crisis health thing. Um, but that aside, um, I'm like losing my train of thought here because I hit a crazy double tap and free play. Holy heck. First, uh, <laughs> go um, break the fourth wall. You're the only one playing right now, but I, 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 I do. I do this. To, to be fair, I've, I've definitely said it in episodes past. Like, it's like a seven. Now out of that 10 he's chance. on this show, he doesn't change his routine. He still listens to the podcast while playing. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, but uh, man, it's gonna it's gonna kill me. I'm actually gonna pause my stuff and stop for a second <laughs> because I had this really good point, and you had me you had me going. I was like, oh yeah, there's totally this one thing, and now uh, it's it's totally escaping me. Uh, uh, it wasn't what I was talking about more credits. It wasn't uh, being more inclusive of the bubble scene. I, I think it was more along the lines of let's see continued efforts on new and unique content, regardless mm. of the backlash of the community, of the people yeah, who are doing it enough. Like, this, this, again, this is going to be controversy because we went over this in depth in an episode, the three of us, but let's see a new hitbox, right? Yeah. Like let see some like just way out of left field. Just give us something brand new. And literally, if the if the community's like this was a bad idea, just exit, ignore it, and keep going. Because I think it's that line of thought that's going to help keep the community invested. That there's a lot of people random who stuff saw, to try every month. You know? yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of people who saw like the efforts recently as like I like what they're doing. They're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks, and I love it mm-hmm. because it's new, it's different, and it's change, and it shows that they're still invested in the community. I love that. Like. As a veteran player, I absolutely love that. That's keeping me coming back. Oh, and I remembered my point. What could help that in addition to maybe a new hitbox is, and I kind of saw this coming. If you've had Bacchus mod for the last few years, you've noticed there are colors in there that don't exist in the game. Rose gold, things like that. And if you ever picked gold for a trim on a car, it never worked until this week. When that big update came out that was like two gigs, Side note, if you're on Steam, go watch the update. You'll see there's a 2 gig download, but a 16.6 gig patch. So the download itself is 2 gigs, but it went back and fixed 16 gigs worth of files. Jeez. And a lot of people are commenting, oh, the game seems darker, this, that, the other thing. Yes, that point, it does. To that point, if you go and change the trim on your car to gold right now, regardless of any car you use, it's actually gold, which has never worked in Bacchus Mod before, ever. Huh. Which leads me to believe that they have been actually changing since <laughs> gone back and unlocked things that already existed in the game, like gold trim on cars. I made a tweet about this a while ago. I was hoping we'd get more traction, but let's see gold trim cars. Let's see that that uh, they had those pixelated shades that come out that are like mm. a little graphic, and they're called the multi-chrome, and they cycle yeah. through the cars. Let's see that as a trim. That would be sweet. That kind of covers the people wanting like undercarriage lighting and being fancy and wanting to be flashy. Like, let's give people more creative option, right? And we, we, we've been yeah. boasting like a creative mode for God knows how long. Who knows <laughs> if we'll see it? But this is the next best thing: is allow us to be more personal with the way we look. Because as we've discussed in depth, placebo is a huge thing in this game. If I can make myself look exactly the way I want to, mm-hmm. i.e., gold trim, i.e allowing black and white to be primary colors like Just allow these things to happen <laughs> like allow these things to happen it's not that you lack the potential to do so you don't want to just type the line of code that's like Boop, now they have access to this designated color wheel that we've uploaded into the game like it's again i can't speak to it i don't know what it's like to work with unreal engine 3 i don't know the amount of pressure they're under and the things they're dealing with but it seems like a pretty simple ad that could keep the community coming back and bring back old mm-hmm. players and and new players entice them even more Right, like, oh, I can have this, you know, like fuchsia pink trim car with like a gold decal and like a sky blue animated design on it. Like, that's cool. Like, allow, yeah, like allow people that option. Like, if you want to look like a plat, that's awesome. (laughs) I love looking like a plat. (laughs) So many people, like, that's a mentality a lot of people carry all the way up into like Champ and GC too. Like, I want this flashy car. You know, like. Yeah, let them have it, man. Like it's it's so cool. Like I I love seeing people's creativity. I love seeing like the the John Sandman's Pimp My Ride, like coming up with all these cool car designs or getting people's takes on like what looks good and what doesn't look good. Like even even Asmongold did a thing like that in WoW where it's like he used to bring like fifty people in and he'd vote mm-hmm. being like a very, very seasoned experienced player himself, along with his Twitch community on what looked the best for their transmog sets. And if you don't know, transmog is like 
taking the item you're wearing and making it look like another that you have mm-hmm. encountered before in order to personalize your appearance, right? Like, that's so cool. That's such a cool idea. And I think, like, that could only help bolster content and keep players and the player base high and the morale high until that drop, because we, we know it's a little ways off. We know we that you had to build it from the ground up, and we very, very much appreciate you taking your time to make it the best game it can be. And recreating these these physics, we know is going to be a huge pain. But I would rather they take their time because we've already made it seven years. What's another three, right? Mm-hmm. We're past the halfway mark at this point. We could do a ten year anniversary, which they already did for Sart BC, and there was rewards for that in game that were free, and those were awesome. And there's not many games that make it past seven years, you know, with a community right? this big and an Easter scene this big. So yeah, like. <laughs> yeah exactly so but i don't want to rant too hard I, I just think those are those are some some hot points that like maybe other people are feeling the same way or or share some of the same ideas but i feel like those things would definitely be huge for us mm-hmm. as a player base uh yeah and i think uh with that in mind uh we're gonna close up the show here i like to thank cursor and webs for being on i like to thank all our patrons uh who are continuing to support us um social shout out to a roll call to your patrons of awesomeness sea of the bass paint oldest clorox um Raz and Space Bear, y'all are awesome. Uh, if you want to support the show, um, please just tell someone about it. Uh, you know, have a have a listen word of mouth. through word of mouth. Best way to show about it. Uh, grow, show a grow, <laughs> uh, grow, grow our uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, we'll have the <laughs> <I do. laughs> preview next week uh, about uh, four worlds. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we'll have three special episodes of Mechanically Mediocre uh, going back into our archive. I think a lot of people will enjoy those, those who missed it. Um, and then we will uh, come back right after worlds, I believe. Um, maybe maybe a, a little bit later, but I am kind of hoping to do maybe a live show uh, for like mm-hmm. the worlds. I think that's like a good thing to do. Uh, so we'll yeah. see that might be a thing that's planned but uh yeah that, that's the future uh, your homework should you choose to accept it um is stretch uh <gasps> do go look up on youtube like a 10 minute stretch routine for like your back and your neck and your legs Don't forget your, your hands and stuff yeah Game do, do some dynamic stretches to warm yourself up and then and then stretch everything out uh that's your uh, homework there you go nice all right <laughs> with that have a good one guys peace bye later